What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers coming off of a loss, and a really disappointing loss at that, at the hands of the Cleveland Cavaliers in Philadelphia on Friday night to snap their 10-0 beginning to the season at home. With that being said... Did it come off of a disappointing loss with yet another game that looked as if it would be yet another disappointing game? The Sixers were taking on the Nets this evening in Brooklyn. Sixers, first time they played the Nets this season, they got trounced by 25 points and obviously lost. Then the Butler trade went down and... They're coming off of the game on Friday. They're look, they were looking for a, a rebound from that uh, disappointing display as well as another demon in that they wanted to come back and beat up on the Nets in this one. And it was not for, for the majority of the game, it was not looking as though the Sixers would be able to pull that off. Um, you, so they started off, they, they started off uh, pretty well early on. Um, they led, I think by, I want to say, four or five early on in the game. And then Brooklyn really took over. Brooklyn led by as many as 20 in this one. They led by seven after the first, 14 after the second quarter. And that was after the Sixers buried two threes before the half to go to bring it to 14. Um, but... Um, the third quarter, they outscored them by by one, so they were down by thirteen, and that left the fourth quarter, where you were sort of hoping for a miracle, and it started off very strong for them. Um, early in the fourth, the Brooklyn committed two bad off the ball fouls early in the quarter to bring them three uh, two fouls closer to being in the penalty for the rest of the rest of the game, which with 10 minutes to go in the, in, in the quarter, would have been a very difficult situation for them to be in. Then the Sixers came back and committed two fouls on the next play. So they were sort of tied up with that. But, and then um, the Sixers started, started defending. The Sixers just started defending really well. Um, swarming players on, on, both on and off the ball, def, uh, protecting the rim, not really giving up really any kind of space at all. They, they played as if there was a lot on the line. They played frantically. And the Nets started to miss shots in the fourth quarter, plain and simple. Sixers outscored the Nets by 15. It was They, they tied it with, I think, two minutes to go. Um, then it went back and forth. Redick hit a, a, a three, give the Sixers a one-point lead. Then Joe Harris came back, hit a three to make it a two-point Nets lead. MB comes back with 30 seconds to go to put them up two. And then, or no, put them up one. Spencer Dinwiddie comes back and hits a pull-up jumper over Redick to put the Nets back up one. Sixers um, are trying to execute down the stretch. Jump ball is called on, on, on a tangle up. Sixers gain possession. The ball goes to Jimmy Butler. Butler in nearly identical fashion to the shot he hit in Charlotte. 
Um, Sidestep in, in, into a three, into a fading three, knocks it down with four tenths left. Sixers then defend the inbounds, play, play very well, ultimately steal it to steal the game, and that was all she wrote. Sixers win it one twenty seven to one twenty five. That's where the Nets by fifteen in the fourth quarter. They are now fourteen and eight on the season, four and seven away from from their home court. Nets drop to eight and thirteen, three and six at home. Sixers do get revenge on the Nets. After the the one twenty three to ninth to, um, I think it was. I want to say one twenty three to ninety eight game, but, oh maybe one twenty three ninety seven that they lost, first time they played the Nets this season. Although the, the, this Sixers team is obviously now a lot more talented than they were two weeks ago. Even back then, they were a lot more talented than the Nets. So this, so this game should never have been in question, um, on paper, but nonetheless, the Nets. Um, it, they played very hard. They never give up, even though that they they are for um, for for all for for most intents and purposes, they are a tanker. They, they never give up. They keep playing through it. And more credit to them. Um, they 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 gave the Sixers a run for their money. Ultimately, the Sixers kept it within reach, and the more talented team came out and want came out of this game alive in the end. Um, so let's run let's run down the the, the sheet for a second. In this game, starters were Wilson Chandler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, and Jimmy Butler. Um, all starters scored in double digits. Wilson Chandler, in 35 minutes, um, took seven shots, made four of them for 10 points, five assists, three rebounds, four fouls. Embiid, 36 minutes. 32 points on 19 shots, so incredibly efficiently for Embiid yet again. 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Um, he continues to, sh- to shoot a very high percentage from the free throw line and a very high volume, too, so that's very impressive for him. Clearly something that he worked on this summer was was, was getting that free throw down pat. Um, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 4 fouls, 4 turnovers. So the trend is continuing to move upward instead of downward for Embiid as he's being used with his high usage. Comes more turnovers, that's to be expected. Um, you still would like to see him cut that to to two or three, but for as much good as he gives us, we can accept a little bit of, uh, you know, we can, we can accept turnover issues, and with years of experience, that'll hopefully be cut down a little bit. Ben Simmons, thirty eight minutes, thirteen points on five of thirteen from the field, three of six from the free throw line, with nine assists, five rebounds, three steals, two blocks, three turnovers, one foul. So all in all, a a a mediocre night for Ben Simmons. Really, I mean, thirteen nine and five is not bad for most guys, but when you consider Ben Simmons to be a transcendent point guard in this league, thirteen nine and five is not good enough. I think that goes without saying. JJ Redick, thirty three minutes, fifteen points for him on fourteen shots, one of five from three, four rebounds, two assists, one block, one turnover, three fouls. So with Redick, you you continue to see that his. Uh, his efficiency is, 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 is failing, and his three-point accuracy is diminishing um, drastically so compared to last year. I think la- I want to say last year he either shot 39% from three or 42%, because those numbers just seem to be stuck in my head. Um, I think it was probably somewhere between those two, that, that, between, between that range. Um, but nonetheless, um, I think a lot of it is He's using a lot of energy. Uh, I've said this before. I think he's using a lot of energy to get himself open. By the time he has the shot he wants, he's exhausted. As a result, he's missing um, a lot of his looks. 
but I think with time and with a better um, with, a, with a better supporting cast via trade or buyout um, and with a little more cohesion, he will start to get better looks, not to work so hard, and his production will go up. Jimmy Butler, the the, the hero, once again tonight for the Sixers, thirty seven minutes, thirty four points on twenty shots, five of six from three, seven of seven from the free throw line, twelve rebounds. Two assists, four steals, one turnover, only two fouls. Jimmy Butler was sensational tonight. The efficiency is something that I'm very impressed by. 34 points in, on 20 shots attempted is tremendous. Um, Mike Mascala, 16 minutes. Shamit, six, 19 minutes. McConnell, 18 minutes. Maz, 7 minutes. Amir Johnson did not play tonight, thank God. Um, I like what Amir Johnson brings in terms of stretching the floor. That, that potential when he can make a three or so. A three every every now and then, but I think he just he's getting he's aging way too fast and he's just not capable of staying up on quicker teams like the like on quicker younger teams like the Brooklyn Nets, and even though they're not that talented, yet they do fit that bill very well with of being young and and quick and athletic. Mescala one point on four shots. Just, it was a free throw that he made. One rebound, three assists, one steal. I think that that face mask is really uh, annoying him. Um, and I think the sooner he can get that off, the better, because I think where he's really underperforming to start uh, the season, and I would like to see him become a little more of an efficient shooter. Obviously, if you can get, if you can get that out of him and he can give you ten points a night, that'll be a really big boost for the Sixers team. Landry Shamit was sensational. His best game of the season: sixteen points on four or four from three, seven shots to get his sixteen points, um, two rebounds, one assist. Two fouls, no turnovers in those 19 minutes. I'm not sure if Brett uses him as a combo, one, two, a two, or a one, but the fact that he's not committing turnovers, um, and really his only de- his only shortcoming is that his body is not physically toned enough for him to not play without fouling. If he can spend the summer getting his body right and getting his endurance up and become a, and become a better defender, he could be one of the biggest contributors on a championship caliber team next season. Even though... They they are certainly contenders in my mind this year. Um, I think his role is going to be what it is now, which is to shoot the rock off the bench. Um, and whatever you can give us outside of that is a bonus. McConnell, four points on three shots in 18 minutes. Two rebounds, two assists, one block, three fouls. I thought that he looked sort of pissed tonight in terms of um, the way he was being called on the floor. Um, refs were not letting him do his usual business and... His business is how he makes his money. He he dogs you on defense. He's gonna be physical. He's not gonna he's not gonna give you any room. He's gonna be the energizer bunny out there for the team when they need energy off their bench. And I thought that the way that the refs were kind of calling him tonight sort of limited him in what he could do um, for the Sixers in terms of that energy bonus. Korkmaz, two points on a layup, um, four shots taken, one rebound, one steal, one foul. So not you know marginal production out of him. I can't tell if they're trying to see what spots they can use him in and see if he has any value, or they're trying to play him as little as possible while also sort of showcasing what he can bring to another team via a trade if they were to trade him. Um, it's perplexing because if I, I would think that if they wanted to trade him, they would have him playing 10 to 15 minutes a game. Um, and I think that they, they, could, they, they would be no worse off, really, because I mean, realistically, if he's playing seven minutes... How much harm could he do in eight min- in eight more minutes? 
if, if anything, maybe he makes, makes another shot and you win this game by five instead of two. Um, but obviously things behind closed doors, they have a plan for him, whether that be to play him into a trade or to use him in some spots to see what he, see what he can offer to them, um, for their team. Who knows? Um, obviously the big stories of the night, we, for the first time since their formation of the, of the big three in Philadelphia, we see, we saw the impact of having that three, uh, the, 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 having three stars, Embiid and Butler both give you thirty plus tonight, and you storm back from twenty to twenty down to win the game by two. Um, that was tremendous, and it was just really, even though you you in reality they should have won this game by way more than two points because on paper this team is just nowhere near this what, what the Sixers are on paper. Seeing what they were for the first three and a half quarters compared to where this game ended. And the fact that you got out of Brooklyn with a W, um, and you just got, you know you win one more, and you win you get another win away from away from your home arena, and you bounce back from that letdown game on Friday. I was really happy that they won this game. Some people might say you shouldn't be that happy because they did what they're supposed to do, and they still were disappointing in that. Yes, but if you want to play statistics in in in, in the fourth quarter of this game. Sixers were not supposed to win this game tonight. They were not supposed to win from the fourth. Once the fourth quarter began, they were not supposed to win this game. They might have. They probably were supposed to win. They definitely were supposed to win. Um, the game began, but not not in the fourth quarter. And they came back. They beat the odds. And they and and Jimmy Butler showcased that clutch play that he has um, inside of him that we've been waiting for. Well, not waiting for because he delivered against Charlotte, but. We've sort of been craving ever since. Another stat about Butler that I thought was out, was outstanding and sensational was the fact that in the fourth quarter, he scored 18 of his 34 points, 7 of 7 from the field, 4 of 4 from 3. That is what a superstar player does, plain and simple. Um, and he and he showed what he, 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 he gave this Philadelphia fan base a... a a uh, a taste of what things will be like once they get this thing off and running. They've had a, a pretty nice start. I think they're four and two since acquiring Butler. Maybe three and two. I think it's four and two since they since they acquired Jimmy Butler. Um, and I think being able to um, once they get that chemistry down, that cohesion down, and they're operating on the same level of understanding and they're all on the same page in terms of their relationships and their development and their growth together. This team is going to be a top three team in the East. No question about it. Wherever Milwaukee, Boston, and Toronto plays into that mix, I, I don't know. Um, but seven of seven, the fourth quarter just shows you that we have, the Sixers have their closer. Brett Brown now has a guy he can go to and say, you know what? Just get me a bucket. I don't give a shit how you do it. Just get me the damn bucket. And Jimmy's going to do that for you. Plain and simple. In terms of statistics, where the Sixers won this game, um, first time they played Brooklyn, they lost 25. They committed 28 turnovers. It's a season high for any team in the NBA. Tonight, they only committed nine. That is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous improvement 
not just against the Nets. Overall, this is one of their this is one of the best nights they've had in terms of turnover, um, term, in terms of turnovers and and ball security, all season long. And as a result, it paid off. They come back from twenty down and win by two. They grabbed, I believe. They grabbed the forty. They played the Nets very tight in terms of rebounds. They made a a big difference in their assist. They had nine more assists than the Nets did, um, so they were moving the ball better. Ultimately, bringing that, that'll bring the Nets out of position on defense and result in easy baskets for the Sixers. Um, steals were Sixers out. Sixers created more turnovers because they stole the ball seven more times. That makes sense because they out because the Nets had sixteen turnovers. So the Sixers nine. Um, the blocks, they were virtually identical. Sixers out blocked them by two. Fouls were pretty much the same, 22-25. Um, turnovers were, were really the difference in this game. That's had a lot of turnovers late, a lot of empty possessions late, and the Sixers executed late, and that was the difference in the game. They didn't execute all game long, and executed in the last six minutes, and they pull, and they and as a result, they're, vic- they're victorious tonight. In terms of the rebounding, the Nets had uh, 10 offensive rebounds. Sixers had 13. Sixers did a good job of eliminating the offensive glass and ultimately winning that battle. Nets are a very good offensive rebounding team between Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Jarrett Allen, Ed Davis, and the like. Um, in terms of the defensive rebounds, the Nets won that. So the Sixers were not taking advantage of their possessions. They, they, I, uh, I think the second chance points, the Nets, I'm not, sh- I'm not quite sure where they went with that one, but... I would guess that with the offensive rebounds advantage, the Sixers had, then they were getting better, better more second, more second uh, chance points, but the Nets were ultimately holding them to one and done for some portions of the game, out rebounding them by four on the defensive glass and by one overall. In terms of free throw differential, Sixers made twelve more free throws than the Nets did, eighty one percent, eighty two percent from the game. They shot 12-29 from three for 41%. So again, that trend of 75% or better from the free throw line, 10 or more made threes, and the 10, the, the, the turnover number being around 10 is going to be the key to the success for the Sixers. If they can, if they can check off those three boxes on a nightly basis, they will win probably close 70% of their games. I think that's a, I think that's a fair number to say. Um, there is, there seems to be one issue that just keeps, that keeps carrying on over and over again. Um, D'Angelo Russell tonight for the Nets, 34 minutes, 38 points on 28 shots, eight rebounds, eight assists. Spencer Didwitty, 31 points, 29 minutes, 15 shots taken to get those 31 points. The Sixers continue to get torched by these pesky guards with a score with the scorer's uh, mentality. Russell killed them the night on the little baiting the mid range out of the pick and roll and pulling up for a a a, a, yeah, a mid range jumper the the floaters that he likes. Dinwiddie was a terror around the rim tonight, and they Sixers really have to work on scouting their their opponents better and knowing their assignments. As individuals and as a team, because if 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 they can fig- if they can learn how to guard, and they can improve that defense as the season goes on, there's no question they'll be a top five team in this league. There's no question about it. 
Um, but they, you know, Kemba dropped 60 on them. Kemba dropped, I think, 40-something on them earlier in the year. So he's dropped 60 and 40-plus on them. Oladipo had 37. Russell has 38. Dinwiddie has 31. They've had some other tremendous nights from, from, from point guards around the league. The, these smaller guards tend to give them a lot of fits and make their lives hell. They have to learn... They, they have to figure out where they're going wrong with the guards. Is it the personnel? Do they have, do they have to go in there and maybe, maybe give TJ more minutes against these pesky guards because he can town them and he can put at the high motor for a large portion of game? They have to go out and they have to find somebody on the market, maybe a buyout candidate or or a trade, to get a guard that 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 that, that can that can sort of be that that, that three and D kind of guy. Do um or or is it just a matter of knowing your personnel, matter of effort, is it a matter of not letting yourselves get JJ Redick switched onto a smaller guy who is quicker and can take advantage of the mismatch. DJ Reddick's been targeted a lot the last couple games, and it's hurt hurt the team a lot. Is it a matter of switching on off screens or switching on no screens? Is it a matter of hard hedging on more dynamic playmakers setting the screen, or soft hedging on or sorry, soft hedging on the guys who are more dynamic screen setters, like the Aitons of the world, or is it more about, or is it soft hedging on or hard hedging on guys like? The the New Orleans Noels who don't who aren't as dynamic, and sort of keeping the guards out of the paint when they attack, and then within, until their man recovers. I don't know if that's I I don't know what, whether they they have to they they have to game plan these guards better or they have to make better in game adjustments between hedging and and switching. But they got to figure out this guard situation because once they get again once once they pl- they're playing real. High caliber guards like John Wall or Bradley Beal or uh, Kyrie Irving or Kyle Lowry or um, Kemba in in a seven game series, those are the kind of matchups that could really hurt them in a in a in a playoff setting. Um, but. I think with time and again more cohesion, more understanding that just because you're a big three now does not mean that you can just take games off and bullshit around for the first three quarters and then play. I think that these last two games, and I would hope that these last two games were a wake up call for them, that they had to give effort on both sides of the ball. So in order, to, well, not really on. They can give far less energy on an effort on offense and still win games. They have to give a hundred percent to win on defense. So I hope that these last couple of games have been a wake up for them that they have to that they have to go out and play defense in order to win, but it's just very evident that they're not guarding every every close game down the stretch comes down to them getting stops against these guards and these guards not these guys being able to get um to, to 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 get points on on them plain and simple. Butler's accountable. He hasn't done a great job with guarding guys. I I don't think um, he gave up sixty to Kemba. I think Time Simmons is not that great at guarding. I think Brett Brown does 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 a bad job of putting guys like Reddick or Shamit in situations where they're where they're forced to foul or they're in a mismatch and they just get abused. I I think that the only weakness of this team that I can really see at this point in time is their guarding and how they game plan and defend against 
these pesky guards because the smaller pesky guards that can shoot a little bit and can dribble a little bit, they kill this team. They've killed, they, they kill them every game this year. Every, every, every game there's another guard getting a career high against this team. So that's something that Brett Brown has to evaluate. That's something that the individual players have to watch better, have to watch more film and take it more seriously and study their opponent better. So that way they, don't, that way they know their personnel going in. It's something that they all have to do a better job of executing on in practice and fixing that. Because the sooner they fix that, the more they can get this run going and reel off these wins. And the sooner that they can keep Jimmy Butler um, intrigued and interested in staying here long term, the sooner, that, the sooner they can uh, sort of seduce free agents and buy out candidates, the sooner that they, they, can, they can seduce upcoming free agents don't want to come to Philadelphia. And the sooner that they can rest Embiid and Butler more for the playoffs. That's all I have for tonight. The Sixers win it 127 to 125. They're off for two days, so they'll get a nice rest. And hopefully they can come out and against New York on Wednesday and get a really, really nice win. I'll be in attendance for that one as well. The Knicks are 6-14 on the season. No, actually, I think they're seven and fourteen. Let me let me take a look at that. This, the Nets, this uh, the Knicks this season are seven and fourteen, four and eight away. Sixers obviously fourteen and eight, ten and one at home. Hopefully they they can they can move up to eleven and one on Wednesday. Um, quick word from our sponsor before I log off. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Go check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It is also a bottle opener, tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K. For 10% discount on all Cobra products, enter the code TRUSTTHECOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the feed to MB without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to MB in 2018. Once again, the Sixers pull out a victory on the road against the Brooklyn Nets thanks to Jimmy Butler's step back three pointer at the buzzer. They move it to 14 and 8 on the season, 4 and 7 away. They will be playing again on Wednesday against the Knicks in Philly. Knicks four seven and fourteen four and eight away from the away from the Garden Sixers ten and one at home looking to move to eleven and one. Thank you for thank you for tuning in, and I will see you guys after the game on Wednesday.